Come on, Joe Bud from Fabrica. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 9th of February, 2023. Quick summary, what's going down in Georgia? On Monday the 6th, the Tbilisi City Court did not postpone the sentence of Saakashvili. Following the Tbilisi City Court's decision not to release him or postpone his sentence, the United National Movement, or UNM, or Natsebi, announced a parliamentary boycott saying that it was moving to an emergency regime and would hold protest rallies across the country in solidarity with Misha. Two, the first two rallies were already held on Monday the 6th and Tuesday the 7th in front of the home Prime Minister Irakli Khabashvili and the government administration. On Tuesday the 7th at a news briefing, Levan Khabashvili, the newly elected chair of UNM party, said that the rallies would also be held in regions that would give a huge protest impetus to the planned rally in the capital. What about the opposition parties? The strategy Ahmashenabeli party and independent member of parliament Tamar Chikovani, sorry, Charkviani joined the UNM. Speaking to journalists in parliament, strategy member of parliament Pata Manjgaladze said the court's murder verdict against Saakashvili left no room for cooperation with the Georgian Dream or Otsneba. Other opposition parties are still deciding if and how to support Misha and break past the impasse. President Salome Zurabashvili issued a statement concerning the decision of the Tbilisi City Court. Zurabashvili said she can't and won't comment on the legal merits in the, the decision, but feels compelled to issue a political comment since the decision condemned the Georgian people to being hostage of this situation. Zurabashvili said the decision discredits the country abroad, impedes cooperation with partners, undermines solidarity with Ukraine, and harms Georgia's European perspectives. She also highlighted the fact that pardoning Saakashvili on cases where he was already convicted by the court wouldn't release him from prison. There are three other charges pending, and moreover, her pardon won't restore the country's reputation and advancement on its European path. She said that the government should recognize the harm it is doing and, quote, find a legal and humane solution, end quote. In contrast, the opposition should achieve that Saakashvili recognizes his crime once and for all and promises to leave politics, thus releasing the country and the opposition from his shadow. According to a disclosure of the law firm Ackerman with the United States Justice Department, it received almost a million dollars from the family of imprisoned Misha for the purpose of lobbying the U.S. government officials to help free the former president. The disclosure filed on Friday the 3rd under the Foreign Agents Registration Act also revealed that a large part of the money received for lobbying activities up to about $300,000 had been used to pay medical experts involved in preparing reports as part of the effort to make the case for his release in Georgian court proceedings. The document also showed that Massimo D'Angelo, a New York partner at the Miami-based law firm, has been working on Saakashvili's case since July and was part of the diplomatic push to secure his release from prison. As a part of the efforts, D'Angelo and other communicated with government officials in the United States and Europe about measures to hold Georgian officials accountable for Saakashvili's imprisonment, including through economic penalty sanctions and suspension of foreign aid to the country. Ackerman's disclosure also noted its work for Saakashvili would include engaging with foreign diplomats and U.S. officials to gain support for their client and secure his release from prison on humanitarian grounds. Moving on to EU candidacy, on Thursday, the second European Commission published its analytical reports assessing the capacity of Ukraine, Moldova, and Georgia to assume the obligations of U.S. membership. The reports provided a detailed analysis on where the countries stand with regards to their alignment with the EU ascension, the EU's body of common rights and obligations, the EU aquis. On Friday the 3rd, Pavel Herzinski, the European Union ambassador to Georgia, in a politely worded statement, congratulated the countries 
government on a positive report on Georgia's alignment with the European Union. In his remarks over the report, Zinsky noted it described the state of readiness of Georgia to become a member of the European Union in 33 different areas based on a questionnaire Georgian authorities had filled out and sent to Brussels in the summer of last year. On that note, interesting article was published at civil.ge by Jengler Groeneveld, a Dutch foreign policy analyst of Eastern Europe and the South Caucasus. The story, No Candidacy, EU's Fatal Error, gathered all of the latest facts regarding Georgia's path to the EU candidacy. According to the article, one of the potential scenarios could be the European Union might delay the decision on candidacy right up to the 2024 election in Georgia, hoping for a change of government or the external political context leading to a sea change in Tbilisi. Want to check out the article? Link in the show notes. Moving on, TV Formula has fired 25 of its camera operators who had been on strike demanding better pay. Camera operators were let go on Friday the 3rd after unsuccessful negotiations with Formula, according to the TV channel's lawyer, Eto Katamadze. Katamadze said the employees had been on strike since the 31st of January and their absence was interfering with the channel's performance. Operators were given until 6 p.m. on the 3rd of February to return to work. However, they didn't return, which became the reason for the channel's management to terminate their contracts. In other news, on Wednesday the 8th, police in Georgia arrested notorious Zuditi bank robber Badri Esebua after over 27 months on the run. The Georgian Interior Ministry confirmed on Wednesday morning that they had detained Esebua in the western region of San Miguelo with some media reports suggesting he had remained in the town of Zuditi after the robbery. Ministry said they had retrieved firearms and ammunition for the place of his detention. On the 21st of October 2020, a heavily armed Aseboa took 43 hostages at the Bank of Georgia branch in the town of Zugdidi. After hours of negotiations, he fled the following night with $500,000 worth of ransom. Robbery and Aseboa's successful evasion of police inspired several attempted copycat robberies in Georgia. The Interior Ministry charged Aseboa with terrorism following the incident and arrested his brother, Bidzina Aseboa, for helping him. The 35-year-old faces up to 15 years in prison. Moving on to elections, according to the Central Elections Commission, or CEC, almost 90% of voters will vote electronically in the 2024 parliamentary election, while in the rest of the polling stations, ballots will be digitized. CEC of Georgia adopted this resolution on Monday the 6th at a meeting and determined the polling stations where elections will be held in 2024 using electronic voting. In addition, the midterm extraordinary election scheduled for this spring will be held electronically and according to the same criteria as the 2024 parliamentary elections. A story of a Georgian boy exchanging a family cow for a pair of jeans has been selected among those inspired by true events and compiled for a commercial marking an anniversary of Levi's iconic 501 model. Released last week, the video for the story entitled One Fair Exchange is set in Tbilisi in the 80s shows a young man noticing the denim on a magazine page before deciding to swap his family's bell cow for a pair. His family called him foolish. The locals dubbed him a legend. That's what we call one fair exchange and the greatest story ever worn. The summary from the producers on the video set. Directed by Martin de Thurin and shot by cinematographer Casper Tuxen, the release is part of a series of videos marking the 150th anniversary of the 501 jeans by telling stories from around the world related to the model. The patent for the original design dates back to 1873 with the company using the lot number 501 to denote the highest quality jeans it offers. Wanna check out the video? Link in the show notes. And that's it for this week. And guess what? We have a Mastodon account. Check it out 
on our instance, Rorschach.social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, check out the Substack link in the show notes. Nahamdis. Nahamdis.